Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy for today. My name is Heather, and I'm going to give you some news and views from a West Texans a biblical point of view. Hey guys, welcome to this Easter Sunday's episode today. And I just want to start it out by saying he is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. And we just give him praise, honor, and glory on this wonderful Resurrection Sunday afternoon, I would say, because it's not morning. Actually, it's almost evening time now. And guys, I wanted to jump on just to give you guys uh, a little bit of a, a little bit of stuff to talk about today. So homosexuality can be more than a sin and the church isn't helping. This is by uh, David Reagan, who used to be over Lamb and Lion Ministries. I have some wonderful books written by him and he is such a wonderful man of God. It says David Reagan, but it's actually Dr. David Reagan. And uh, but anyway, I, I absolutely love him. One other thing I wanted to just turn on here really quick was remember the North Korean survivor recounts horrors for those with faith and this brutal regime does unspeakable things to those. Uh, who own Bible and worship Jesus. Those are two things that I want to talk about uh, right now. I do have to head back to work here um, shortly, but I did want to jump on and just talk a little bit about persecution and um, some things that we are fighting against. And once again, that is principalities and powers um, in in high places and uh, not necessarily against flesh and blood. But these folks are... Uh, they've been deceived. They're lost. Um, Satan has blinded their eyes. Satan is the little G, God of this age or God of this world. He's the prince of the power of the air. And, uh, you know, we need to take things um, seriously. We need to think things seriously. And people, I, what I always wonder, I hear these people say this all the time, I decree and declare, what? Where are you getting this from? Where does it say where? Where in your Bible does it say that the Apostle Paul decree, decreed and declared? I wanted to know that. Because there's a group of charismatics that can go way out there. And then there's the charismatics that kind of have a seatbelt on. You know, like how Brett Meter says, because I'm kind of charismatic with a seatbelt on. And I kind of relate to that. I'm kind of charismatic with a seatbelt on. And um, so I, I, I always wonder, and I've got friends. I have friends that's all over their Facebook page that they're decreeing and they are declaring this or that and the other. And I'm like, that doesn't sound biblical to me because I can't find it anywhere in the Bible. Where it says we are to do that. And then the other one that I like to talk about is, uh, or or I see a lot of when they're like telling Satan um, all this stuff, right? And I'm just like, did have you not read your Bible? Michael the archangel, though powerful and authoritative, he did not dare dispute with Satan. But he left the matter in God's hands and he said, the Lord rebuke you the lord rebuke you so it always makes me wonder how these people can go decree and, and decreeing and declaring and I, I don't know guys i don't know show me in the bible show me in the bible where it says that for you and i to do that and uh hey when i see it i'll be oh okay i will eat crow but until then i can't find it my mama was really good about that if you can't find it in the bible don't you believe it if they can't show you where they found that in the Bible or what gives it authoritative or credence or whatever, hey, don't believe it. <laughs> so anyway, and I'm not saying that they um, are being, um, what do you call it, uh, are being evil or anything like that. No, no, I'm not saying that at all, but they, there's a whole bunch of them doing it. A whole bunch of my friends are doing that. I'm like, I'm curious. I guess I should ask them, you know, 
and I love them, and I know that they are very God-fearing, God-fearing men and women um, that I know personally um, who are doing that. One of them is a very good sister in Christ, and so, but I always wonder, I'm just curious, you know, I don't follow in the I don't follow in the the Kenneth Copelands and the, that whole you know gamut of folks, and of course they don't really follow Kenneth Copeland either anymore. But uh, eh, you know, I'm just curious if you guys can find it. Uh, let me know. I got another email this morning. You guys are gonna be another train derailment, another train derailment there in Alabama. What is going on? But you're not gonna hear this in your mainstream media. That is three folks, three train derailments in like two months like what and that's two in like what two weeks three weeks folks this is crazy i think they're setting folks up trying you know it's trying to make it the norm you know have you noticed that when they were like all the um well people dropping dead for instance from the vaccine oh that's normal they even have a name for it sudden adult death syndrome <laughs> like, what but they just trying to make it normal you know, like you're the idiot for questioning anything. Like it's always been that way, don't you know? You gotta trust the science. Trust the science. Follow the science. Like, what's wrong with y'all? Don't y'all trust the science? <laughs> you flat earthers. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> even Squirt, even Squirt was agreeing with that one. Oh goodness, you guys, so much. You gotta inject some kind of humor somehow. Um, into this crazy world that we live in. But anyway, once again, it is Easter. Uh, Easter Sunday and it is the day that Christians celebrate we celebrate our faith we celebrate our Lord Jesus Christ our Heavenly Father for raising him from the dead which gives us hope because without the resurrection you guys we would die in our sins we would have no hope that would be it that's it once you die that's it it's the end of it but it's not because Christ died for our sins and God raised him from the dead three days later and that's our hope that's our resurrection, Resurrection Sunday. So get excited, folks. Woo! God is so good. The Lord Jesus is so, so good. We are so thankful to him. Oh, goodness. So homosexuality can be more than a sin, and the church isn't helping. This is by David Reagan, Dr. David Reagan. This is from the April the 6th, and you guys can find it at harbingersdaily.com. So it goes on, before I explain the title of this article, he says, I must first do something that would have been unthinkable 20 years ago. I must prove that homosexuality is a sin. That's how far and fast the center of Christianity has shifted toward a gross degree of apostasy that previously uh, was considered impossible. Possible. Proving homosexuality is a sin is simple. It is condemned as such in both the Old Testament, Leviticus 18.22 and 20.13, and the New Testament, Romans 1.26-27, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 9-11, through 11, and 1 Timothy chapter 1, verses 8-11. through 11. Read these verses for yourself, he says. They are perfectly clear in their condemnation of homosexuality as a sexual perversion that constitutes a sin against God. Twisting scripture. The only way to get around these verses is to play games with them by spiritualizing them to mean something other than what they say. Depraved minds can do that, and so it is done all the time. There are even homosexual churches masquerading as Christian churches that blatantly claim these verses do not mean 
Oh, what they say. It is one of the only sins identified in the Bible that has an advocacy group in the church. Another is those professing Christians who advocate the horror of abortion. Advocating the permissibility of homosexuality is, to me, he says, equivalent to arguing that it is okay to commit adultery. Uh, the Christian advocates of homosexuality can even perverted the story of Sodom and Gomorrah, Genesis 19. He says, uh, intimating that God destroyed the city. Not because of their sexual perversion, but because they were inhospitable to strangers, unquote. If that doesn't make you vomit in your mouth, if you've read this story, you'll be like, what? Oh, my goodness, folks. You know, he goes on to say the worst defense. And then there is a pathetic defense made by some Christian defenders of homosexuality that goes like this, quote, God made them that way, so it must be okay, unquote. Wake up, folks, he says. All of us have been born with a sin nature, which is manifested in various ways. Are we to excuse natural-born adulterers or natural-born thieves or liars? Of course not. We are to call them to repentance and abandonment of their sin. We are not to encourage it. Uh, churches today that are accepting homosexuality or homosexuals into their fellowship without requiring repentance of their sin and who are ordaining homosexuals as clergy without demanding repentance and abstinence are operating in open rebellion against God, thumbing their nose at him and his word. These are churches that have sold out to the world seeking the acceptance of society over the approval of God. Addressing the title. Well, let's now get to the title of this article. How can homosexuality be more than a sin? Again, the answer is simple. Homosexuality can be a judgment of God. Romans chapter 1 makes this very clear. The chapter states that when a nation as a whole sets its jaw against God, in his word and refuses to repent, God will step back, lower his hedge of protection, and allow evil to multiply. It's what theologians call abandonment wrath. Folks, we're in the middle of that right now. Tornadoes, hurricanes, mudslides, rainstorms, droughts. I'm sorry, earthquakes, volcanoes. I'm sorry. <laughs> Back to the story at hand. Anyway, so to explain it in another way, when a society makes it clear to God that they have no interest in abiding by his word, he will step back and abandon them to their desires. Basically, this happens when God responds to unrepentant sin by saying, if you want to live in a foul nest, then so be it. And quote, he goes on to say, the book of Romans says the first stage of this abandonment by God will be characterized by the outbreak of sexual revolution. And that's Romans 1, 24 and 25, which is exactly what happened in this country in the 1960s. He says, the passage then says, if rebellion continues, God will step back a second time, lowering his hedge of protection again, and a plague of homosexuality will descend upon the nation. Now, Romans 1, 26 and 27. Again, that is exactly what happened in our nation beginning in the 1980s and 90s. If there is still no repentance, then God will step back a third time and turn the nation over to a depraved mind or a reprobate mind, as I like to call it. That's Romans 1, 28. That is where we are today, he says. The sexual perversion movement in our nation has achieved the legalization of homosexuality, same-sex marriage, and transgenderism. But that is not enough. It is now demanding the legalization of polygamy, pedophilia, and prostitution. There is no satisfying the movement's appetite for depravity. So there is definitely a point in a nation's rebellion against God when homosexuality ceases to be just a sin. It becomes a judgment of God. And those Christians who have given their approval to homosexuality are literally spitting in God's face. 
the grace of God. What makes it so sad is that God, in his amazing grace, is willing to forgive and forget the sin of homosexuality for any person in bondage to it who will repent and receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Further, once having done that, the Holy Spirit will provide the person with the spiritual power to abstain from the sin and become an overcomer. In 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 6, verses 9 and 11, God identifies homosexuals, homosexuals as part of a group of the unrighteous who will not inherit the kingdom of God. But then the apostle Paul declares, such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and in the spirit of our God. And he ends saying, praise the Lord for his love and grace. Amen and hallelujah. Thank you, Dave, Dr. Dave Reagan, for that wonderful article. Folks, it is. We need to wake up and smell the Romans 1 culture because it's not going to get any better. We have fallen away. Our nation is, uh, God has removed his hedge of protection from us, from Europe, from the UK, from Britain, from, uh, look around the world, folks. It's like God is like, okay, this is what y'all all want uh, to live he's turned the entire looks like the entire world over to a reprobate mind and um i think at that point in time is probably soon and very soon i do believe christ is coming to take his church out of here because it's wickedness is 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 steamrolling have you noticed they are inventing new ways to be evil we had the vaccine the boosters the all the have you seen the new uh variant where do they come up with these names it just came across my app on my phone i'm like whatever oh and they're already saying there's going to be a new uh there's going to be a, a another pandemic around sometime in 2024 to the fall or whatever they've got a plan folks if you don't believe they're planning these things <laughs> yeah they're planning them i'm telling you if they can tell you when it's going to happen <laughs> Just, you know, anyway, but like the train derailments, they've burned all the food manufacturers, like all kinds of crazy things are going on. They're doing it on purpose, on purpose. I'm telling you, we cannot recoup. We cannot recover from the loss of food. I'm just, I'm a farmer, you guys, I'm telling you what we eat on like right now has been stored up for like the last couple of years. And when this food is gone, we are not producing the food that we used to. We're not producing. We can't. They've taken, I mean, uh, fertilizer is outrageous. You can't get it. The whole war with Ukraine. You can, and they have like the whole, they're like the bread basket of the world pretty much over there. But folks, hello, look look around. Look around. And I tell you guys to get food. Y'all think I'm crazy, but I'm like, you better get you some food. You better get you some food. I know y'all think I'm crazy. I know, but I'm just saying. Um, I Okay, I'll tell you why. The Bible says there is going in the time in tribulation when this happens after the church is raptured, all these things are going to happen. Do you think it's just overnight that uh, this famine is going to come upon the world like like that overnight? No, it's going to lead up to that. And we see that leading up to that global worldwide famine right now. They're telling you if you listen to the right folks, if I mean, even CNN is saying it. So, I mean, there's no way for us right now to to grow 
uh, what we've already lost. We cannot recoup those losses. And so it's going to compound. And now we've got floods in California. Here in Texas, rather, we're in a severe drought. Praise God we got rain today. Oh, what a wonderful, wonderful blessing. You guys, I woke up to thunder and lightning around 7 this morning. And I was like, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. What a wonderful Easter morning. And when I opened up my doors, my windows, ah, it was wonderful. But uh, um, but besides that, we are in a, a, a serious drought here in, in, in the middle of the country. Drought. And then, of course, over the East Coast, they've got like rain and tornadoes are ripping across um, the entire United States. Um, you know, we got a hurricanes, a mudslides, droughts, flooding. Um, all of this is happening at the same time simultaneously. Um, used to, there's a couple major things that happened in a year. These things are happening on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. Uh, yeah, can't recoup from that. And so you see, we have been turned over to a reprobate mind and uh this whole country has been god has removed his hedge protection from us he has removed his blessings from our nation and probably from the entire world now does that mean as a christian god has removed his hedge protection from you no no not as a christian no but we are in a fallen world and so we will be subjected to tornadoes and earthquakes and you know those kind of things um, but on a daily basis, the Lord is protecting. I, you know, one of these days when I get to heaven, I'm going to learn all of what God has protected me from that I had no idea. And the things that I really, really wanted and I never got, and there was a reason because God was protecting me. What a what a day that's going to be. What a day that's going to be. You know, I always wanted, you know, I mean, because I'm a wicked, wicked person, but I don't really want to see my whole life. But I would like to see, you know, things that you know, the Lord had walked beside me and, you know, you know, done like the old food steps um poem you know or uh like my friend shanna sent me after my mom died you know when he walked beside me you know it's also and he goes you see that groove over there yeah that's where i dragged you you know and it was, it was kind of cool i'll always remember that um after my mom died she said i laughed so hard at that um you know you know if you've lost somebody you know somebody who's lost somebody and they're grieving don't be afraid uh to send them a joke or something because you know we all need that even during the grief process but uh I think what happens is when you know people who are grieving, you just don't want to, you know, you you don't know what to say. So therefore you don't say anything. You don't contact them. You don't go by whatever. That's a huge mistake. I think, you know, um, I think just being present, you don't have to say anything, just a text because you never text these days. Some people that want to answer their phones, whatever, just shoot them a text. Hey, you know, send them a card. I have wonderful neighbors, Kathy and her mom, Mary. They're always, they always give me like, Easter cards and all kinds of stuff. And it just makes my day. I just absolutely love them. People don't think like that. People don't think of people anymore. You know, it's, uh, it's crazy that uh, people used to write letters. You guys remember getting letters in the mail? <laughs> I lived on the farm, folks. And my brother sent me a letter from California. I remember I was always so excited um but uh people don't do that anymore you know what you know we should do just think of one person and just you know what write them a handwritten letter don't type it on your computer that's not the same (laughs) or you just write them a letter and hey send them a letter like hey just thought of you whatever you know something personal something you know you don't get that stuff anymore uh it's like you know people go out to the mass market and buy something from china here you know i got you this (laughs) Why don't we make things anymore? Why don't we go out and just hand me? 
you know, pick up some flowers, do whatever, just do something uh, that's personal for somebody, you know? I don't know. I thought that was kind of popped in my head today. But uh, anyway, North Korea, North Korean survivor who escaped horrors, exposes what brutal regime does to those who own a Bible and worship Jesus. Folks, this is faithwire.com, faithwire.com, a CBN. It's about Bill Billy Hallowell. I do read quite a bit of his articles. Posted on the 4th of April, 2023. That's how y'all said over in the UK. 4 April of 23. (laughs) Here in the United States, we say April 4th of 23. I don't know why. You kilograms and and pounds. Ah, Anyway. (laughs) So, a North Korean defector turned U.S. citizen, Yaomi um, Park, recently explained what happens to people in her native country who are found with the Bible. Also, Park said there was virtually no concept of God when she was living in North Korea with punishment befalling anyone openly entertaining or worshiping the Lord. Uh, She said, when the communists come, they first kill the concept of God because they become God themselves. She said, so if you own a Bible, you and your entire family get punished. Reading scripture and holding Christian meetings can tragically lead to the same dire impact if discovered by officials. Park, who is out with a book with a new book and it's called While Time Remains, a North Korean defector search for freedom in America, unquote. Guys, go check that book out. Uh, shared her own story of escaping North Korea and facing horrific conditions in China before being rescued by Christian missionaries. Folks, if you don't think missionaries are doing the work for God, yes, they are. And I know you know that. I'm just saying. Yeah. Anyway, um, if there's somebody out there listening that's not a Christian, they have no idea. Eh, you know, anyway. So, as for her personal faith voyage, she explained how the birth of her son transformed her perspective. She spent years tired of having beliefs forced upon her, but her pregnancy left her thinking deeper. I came to America and I had my son, she said. I think that's when I realized I cannot I cannot have done that. That was just a pure miracle how he um, had come out of me a wonderful human being. She says, the wonder of childbirth mixed with her own story of making it out of North Korea into, and into America, an extremely rare feat, um, got her thinking even deeper. And here she is to explain it to us all. If you want to watch that on the YouTube, it's on the CBN News um, YouTube video. But anyway, she goes, what are the chances of me being here and making it this far apart, said rhetorically. I think there has been always a greater source, something in me or in the universe from me here that I cannot totally understand. She said she is now a Christian and prays to understand the world better. She says Park is hoping her new book uh, sparks deeper conversations about current affairs among Americans. She says any country can become like North Korea, she said, noting the battle between nations like North Korea and America is real. It's a war between tyranny and freedom. Uh, This country is under attack in so many different ways, and it's time to stand up to defend those values that made America great, she says. That's amazing. And you'll know, um, you can tell when people have come from Russia, from North Korea, from China, from different, you know, uh, part Middle East. Um, they've come to the United States uh, because we have freedom of religion. You can practice whatever religion you want to. And most of those countries, it doesn't really matter what you practice as long as you don't practice Christianity. Have you noticed that? <laughs> you can be whatever you want to be. But you can't be a Christian. Gee, I wonder why. Because Satan hates Christians. He hates Christians. He knows that's the truth. But you can be whatever else you want to be. Because (laughs) that doesn't matter. Folks. Oh, boy. Wake up, you guys. Wake up. (laughs) You guys. For y'all people up there in uh, Boston. Boston. Get my khakis. No, not my pants. My car keys. My khakis. 
<laughs> oh, folks, folks. Anyway, a lot of stuff happening in the world today. But those two, I just wanted to jump on and say, hey, you know, we need to be thankful here in the United States. We need to pray hard for our brothers and sisters in North Korea and China, Japan, Middle East, even in Israel, you guys. Um, Israel's kind of hostile to Christianity, too. And um, if you got one of your maps from uh, the voice of the martyrs, you'll know that. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, you know, it it's just so much is going on. Um, I do... Uh, Athy Creek had a wonderful, wonderful 6 a.m. service. Uh, it was beautiful. Um, 6 a.m. for them, 8 a.m. for me. It was wonderful. Uh, but anyway, it says, <laughs> so if you want to, you guys, go check out Athy Creek's um, sunrise service. It was beautiful. All the services that day were beautiful. Um, I was in church this morning at Lifeway, and it was a wonderful um, service this morning. And um, anyway... You guys, I just want to jump on. We have spiritual warfare going on. There's so much stuff going on. Be in the Word of God. Get into Ephesians chapter 6 uh, and learn how to defend, uh, how to defend yourself. Psalm 91 is probably one of my favorite psalms. And uh, that's our protection psalm. And we need to probably nowadays be praying that every day. But uh, anyway, I'm going to get off of here. And um, with that, you guys, as always, get in the Word of God. Let the Word of God get into you and say it with me. Maranatha, Lord Jesus. Maranatha. Thanks, you guys, so much for listening and uh, for always you know, staying in touch with me and encouraging me, you guys. I just absolutely love y'all, and I am so thankful for you guys and grateful for y'all. And I just want you to know that I pray for each and every one of you guys. And let's just close in prayer. Uh, Heavenly Father, I thank you for this wonderful, wonderful Easter day that you have blessed us with. We thank you for your Son, Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus, we just thank you for being obedient to the cross. Father God, we thank you. Um, for raising Jesus from the dead so that we have our hope in Christ and that we know that one day you're going to turn this mortal body into into an immortal body. And one day, Lord Jesus, you're going to come and you're going to take us home. Whether we go first or you come and rapture us home to heaven, Lord, we know that John 14 tells us that, you know, you have gone to prepare a place for us. And in your father's house are many rooms or many mansions. And if it were not so, you would have told us. But you've gone to prepare a place for us that where you are, you will come and receive us to you. And there we may be also. And Lord God, we just thank you so much for just for everything that you've done for us, for always being with us, for never leaving us, nor forsaking us. If we're just, you know, giving us your Holy Spirit so that we will have that and giving us your word so that we can use your word, Father God, as an offensive and a defensive weapon. And we just thank you so much um, for always being there and guiding us. And Lord, I just thank you for everything. I thank you for everybody that's listening today. And Lord God, I just ask if there's anybody here, Father, anybody that's listening to this podcast, or if they do not know you as their Lord and Savior, Holy Spirit, I just pray today, today would be the day of their salvation, that they would turn in repentance and accept you, Jesus, as their Savior. Cry out to you because you said in your word, today is the day of salvation. Don't wait another moment. With that, Lord, we just thank you so much and uh, ask you these things in Jesus Christ's mighty name. Amen. 